and it will get better. Better days are coming. This is a this is a short-term thing that we need to implement wife or husband and for yourself as well. It's important to to hold on to that. Yeah. It's not a permanent this is not a permanent strategy. You can't uphold this for a long time. This is while you figure stuff out, maybe get a better job in the meantime or something like that that's going to be a long-term strategy. Mm-hmm. This is now in the next 6 or 4 to 6 months how do we stay afloat? Yes. And after that you can then reassess and figure out how can you fix this long term. Hey everyone, welcome to the RLT podcast where we share some real life tools, tips and tricks to help you not only discover but also reach your ultimate goals. Welcome back ladies and gentlemen to a brand new episode of the Real Life Tips podcast. This is episode number 65. I'm your host, Mono. Joined by Leon as usual. Get comfortable, get a coffee, grab a beer, unless you're driving. Keep your eyes peeled on the road, please. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, this is a sensitive and a very nervous topic that we have to discuss today. There's no slow intro here. We have to dive right into it. I've been monitoring the news. We've been monitoring companies and we work for a company that's um, affected and so on and there's just such a huge economic pinch going on around the world yeah. you know we are south africans so we are used to hearing things like inflation rates being out of control mm-hmm. and economy being bad and government stealing our money and taking from the taxpayers but this seems to be a global issue yeah. it really has it's, it's been quite crazy because I think overall, and we're going to talk a lot of finance in today's episode. And I think it's the perfect time for us to do so because in general, I feel that finance is a big, big topic, (laughs) you know, in our lives. It's a huge contributing factor to our success, to our happiness, how we measure ourselves based on what we wanted to accomplish our entire lives. And in general, it's very tough to survive. But I feel that there are so many external factors that have played a key role over the last year or two, Mm. even three years, you know, starting with the pandemic, we all thought that we're going to climb out of that and that this is just a, a slight pinch that we're feeling globally. But now all of a sudden with everything that's happening in the world, the war and everything, that's impacting and putting external pressure on our financial situations. And we're seeing this globally mm. as South Africans, yes, but on a global scale, we're seeing social media blowing up with fuel prices and the cost of everything, mm. living in general, is just such right a now. major, major topic. So, Leon, absolutely stoked and nervous to dive into this, but I think that this is an essential time for us to mm. cover how to get out of a financial pinch especially the financial pinch that we're currently sitting in. Yeah, 100%. And we want to make it very clear right now and put a disclaimer right at the entrance of this uh, subject. This is not a wealth management episode or wealth creation or what to do about savings and savings and creating wealth and those things. This is you being fine in January and suddenly not being fine in June. All right, this is the economy sliding at such a rapid pace that you find yourself being okay, less okay, less okay, up until the point now where you cannot get your salary to get through the month, right? There's too much month at the end of your salary, basically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What do you do then? So within that context, let's dive in. So the first thing that you need to do before you start anything else is have a look at your budget. Bring your budget up, your spreadsheet, your uh, written down one, the one on your phone, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's a very, very important point. 
I think that in anything in life, if you want to accomplish anything, even just survive a situation, the first thing you need to do is meditate on it. Mm. Sit down and actually really assess what is it that I'm feeling? What is it that I'm going through? And the same thing goes for finances as well. If you're sitting in this financial pinch, the first and most crucial point is get some sort of a budget going. Mm. It doesn't have to be you know, the be all end all of spreadsheets or complicated tools or anything, even just a pen and paper, just writing yeah. down what are my expenses, what's causing this financial pinch to understand, Visualize to start it. assessing, mm. visualize everything, gather all of the information, see what it is that we're working with. And starting with a budget is absolutely essential. Mm-hmm. I think once you've addressed that, once you've listed out what are my fixed expenses, what are my non-negotiable expenses, the things that I absolutely mm. need, right? My, my essentials, right? What are the non-essentials? Mm. Then you can start trimming back and you can start assessing and saying, where can I start cutting to start giving a little bit more leash to those things that are actually absolutely necessary in my life as well? And that's where the topic of non-essentials comes mm. in, Leon, is because yes. once we've now gathered all this information, we need to understand what are the non-essentials? What are the things that are nice to have? Because we are in a pinch. I've been in that pinch. I've been in that pinch mm. so many yeah, times in so. my life where I had to not just survive, but actually there, there wasn't even any survival kit for me to, and I had to figure this out by myself. Mm-hmm. So I had to look at what are the things that are absolutely necessary and what are the things that are just nice to have, the brands of coffee that I'm drinking, right? Yeah. The, the, the brands of clothing that I'm buying. If I need to start cum- cutting back, I need to identify those non-essentials. 100%. And this is where I want to get even more practical because I think a lot of people slide into a level of comfort, myself included, where they don't really have the ability to distinguish what is essential and non-essential anymore. Now, again, depending on the severity of your situation, the level of cutback that you need to do or slimming down or diet, you know, financial diet that you need to go on will differ. But this can include stuff like having a look at all your different cable services, as an example. You know, in South Africa, Currently, I have, I think, four or five subscriptions. I've got Showmax, uh, DSTV, Netflix, and Amazon Prime and Apple TV Plus, right? I really don't look at a quarter of a thousandth (laughs) of any of the content on there, you Uh know? I might be a local guy, so I might only need Showmax. It's 99 South African Rand a a month. Mm -hmm. It's got some local stuff on it, and it's got some international stuff on it, and that's maybe enough to get by. Mm If you're not even at that level, do you really need TV? But I mean, it again, it's going to be a personal choice of how much you're willing to give up as well as how badly do you need to give it up. Absolutely. Um, another one that's interesting, I think, is having a look at your bills that are your bills that are a specific amount based on a tier that you're on. So for example, internet usage, right? You can have a look and say, listen, I've got a 100 megabit line, maybe I need to go down to a 50 or a 20 or a 10, you know, because you maybe still need something to work from. You can have a look at your energy bill. I'm very irresponsible when it comes to my electricity usage. And I remember growing up with my dad and them and he had enough money. Mm. He would smack us if we left lights on if we used unnecessary energy these are small little habitual changes that you can make that will have a dollar impact on your on your survival do you have some tips as well yeah absolutely i think (laughs) i I grew up in a very similar situation where we had to live extremely conservatively when it came to the usage of water and electricity because those things can actually 
you know, chow up a lot of the little budget that we had available when, when I was growing up as well. A big thing that I later on realized in my life, and, and so you had a very good point when it comes to internet usage of making sure that you drop it down to, if you're not streaming, if you don't have a lot of kids and stuff and you know everyone using the internet at home all at the same time, when you're watching a show, whatever, then yeah, absolutely trim back on the bandwidth. But another thing mm. that worked for me in the past as well is maybe contacting the, the internet service provider that you're currently with and finding out just really how much do you use of your uncapped budget. Mm. You might find out that it's only about 50 gigs a month or 80 gigs or 100 mm. gigs or something like that. You can actually then go and consider switching to a capped option as opposed to uncapped yeah. internet, you know? And those things will save and you a little bit for our American well. listeners, yeah. this is a South African concept. <laughs> it's a South African concept. <laughs> I actually went as far as to switching to LTE, a capped LTE package, yeah. and it was At more than stage, enough. Yeah, yeah. Just, to, just to get by because we can't live without internet, at least not working in the tech space, right? I think that's a very, very good point that you have there. A big part of what we also need to look at, Leon, is the actual debt that we're currently in. I know that interest rates are skyrocketing at the moment as well. When we're talking about paying off loans, student loans perhaps still, uh, maybe we've got clothing accounts or other accounts that have just piled up mm. over the over the last couple of years and those got, things are draining the boat. Yeah it's, yeah, it's actually filling up the boat with water and we're actually busy sinking. And so a big thing that we have discussed in the past is debt consolidation. Is it a good idea? Is it not? And I think that mm. it depends on your current mm. situation, don't you think? Yeah, so debt consolidation is a bit of a controversial topic. I am in favor of it because I've used it before. And again, it, it all comes down to how smart you are about it. You need to know and understand a little bit about interest rates and terms, all right? So how long it's going to then take and so on and so forth. We again are now talking about survival. We're talking about you don't have money left in the third week and you still need to put food on the table. So within this situation, we have no other option. Another option to then consider is what they call debt consolidation. This is where you, for example, take, let's say you've got two credit cards, a clothing account and a, I don't know, some other shopping account, right? They will have varied degrees of interest rates, but they're usually very, very high. For example, in South Africa, we've got an RCS. Uh, they do over 20% interest. Some of the clothing stores do around 18%, etc. You can go to any bank, depending on where you are financially. And again, you want to try and do this while on paper, it still looks like you've got a good credit score and stuff like that mm. before stuff goes really bad and you can't get good loans and stuff anymore. And ask them for a personal loan to the value of all of those debts combined, right? And you will find you'll probably be able to get an interest rate. Again, I'm talking about South African interest rates. So I think the Americans are rolling their eyes when they hear 10% is a good interest <laughs> rate for a personal loan. They probably get a lot better. Yeah. But for us, that's a reasonable interest rate for a personal loan. And then put all of those uh, and pay all of those debts off with that loan. Mm -hmm. And then pay that one loan back at a much lower interest rate it also takes you away from the urge of using those accounts when they're there yep. as soon as you move them into this personal loan you close them off and you cancel those subscriptions so that you don't even have the temptation in your pocket again to use them because then you've defeated the whole purpose of this exercise yeah the whole thing is to then have this one big debt to pay off consistently, maybe at a minimum rate in the beginning, and you can ramp it up as your situation clears up, and to eliminate those very high degrees of interest rates that you might have lurking in those other and that's, accounts. That's amazing because what what you're doing is you're simplifying your situation and 
when you're overwhelmed, I always say when overwhelmed, always simplify. simplify. But yeah. there are some cons to this as well. Long term, right? Long term paying off big mm. accounts might have a weird trigger in your mind where you just feel like no matter the little bit that you keep contributing towards that big account, it just doesn't feel like you're making a dent in it. Mm. And that could have a long-term effect of you trying to constantly get to the end of that paying off of that debt, right? But what we're talking about is short-term. What can we do right now mm. to get us out of this pinch, right? And to to reduce the amount that we're spending every single month on our debt in total is a very good idea. Again, we're not financial advisors, so let's just put that out there as a disclaimer. Mm -hmm. What we're talking about is practical experience, things that we have done in the past, things that other people have done to get out of financial pinches as well. So take that into consideration i think a very big part that has pulled me out of so many pinches leon is when mm -hmm. you you've done all of this and you still can't seem to get out ahead there's so many things laying around in your house things that you've hoarded oh, things that yes. you've forgotten about that one. you can actually go and sell, sell. this mm. has gotten me out of extremely <laughs> bad situations today, man dude. like i know i know but even yeah. in the situations when i moved out the house when i was 18 years old and i didn't have much there was always something that i just absolutely felt that wasn't needed it wasn't essential so yeah. i can't do without it and in it. fact i need to use that money to pay off debt or for me to actually mm. get groceries get food in the house and and get through the month so selling things yeah. in general i think is an absolute hit with getting just that little bit of leeway so that you can start making a dent in this financial pinch. It's a it's a big one. That's a really, really big one. You you'll easily find a way to generate quite a lot of money. If you if you again in this situation where you were always okay and now suddenly you're not okay, which means you were always accumulating stuff. Yeah. Now you can't accumulate anymore. You probably have a ton of stuff lying around. Old phones, old hi-fis, old TVs, old screens, old computer parts, old whatever. Mm. Get rid of it. Sell it. You can make quick money this way and you'll be able to at least get, I don't know, buy yourself some freedom for one or two months just to kind of get through. It's an excellent point. And I think one of the other things that sometimes gets forgotten is we need insurances, right? We need insurance in our life, like health insurance, car insurance, yeah. house insurance, all mm -hmm. those things. It's a bit of a grudge purchase and a grudge payment. And I'm, I'm never going to say get rid of it. What you can do, however, and I've done this numerous times in my life with 100% success rate, by the way, negotiate your insurance premiums. Mm -hmm. Go to your vendors if you have a car insurance company and maybe they are charging or overcharging you or you feel they're not doing well, play them up against each other. It sounds bad, but yeah. tell them I've got a quote from X, Y, and Z that can beat this. And then when they match that, go back to X, Y, and Z and say, no, but now they came to the party with a better quote. Mm -hmm. And you fight that fight. It's it's annoying. It's a, a, it's a tremendously frustrating experience <laughs> yeah. in call centers and stuff mm -hmm. but i promise you you can save so much money this way and another tip before we get off the insurance thing and again you can do this with health insurance as well if you're paying too much for your health insurance there are cheaper options there are smaller packages never let go of your health insurance it's yeah. an absolute necessity mm -hmm. but see what you can do to lower that but on the insurance front also, sometimes consolidating all your insurance into one business mm -hmm. or insurance firm they'll give you an extra discount. Yeah. yeah. I never knew this. And <laughs> sometimes even putting it on your wife's name can result in a further discount, yeah. which I also didn't know, but I found it out recently on some businesses and companies. Mm -hmm. And in, in the you know 
realm of South African insurance firms. I'm not sure if it's a global uh, thing or not. Yeah. But then they'll give you a discounted rate, an overall discount on the entire premium plus a lesser premium because you fought them off. And this is, again, just a very simple way to get more money in the bank, mm. even if you're not in a pinch and you want to just do it right now. It's a very good tip and it's going to work. It really is. I think this is something that I hadn't considered for the last three years. And then all of a sudden I realized, I looked at my budget, I looked at my bank statements and my insurance was costing me a and lot I've, of money. And I told you how you many told times. Me, yeah, you told talk me. To but them, I didn't to want them. to because it's such a tedious process. And I promise you, yeah, the very first quote that I did, I was saving like, Oh, geez, over $100 a month if you had to convert it, yes. right? Over $100 a month. And this yeah. might not sound like a lot. It might not sound like it's making a massive dent. But you know what? Life is demanding. Come end of the year, I'm going to have to go and service my car again. All of that money, mm. that $100 a month that I'm saving by the end of the year, I've got the money to cover my car service again. And so this is what we're talking about, right? Is making sure that even as little as you're saving 10 bucks or 20 bucks or 40 bucks on a premium every single month, those things add up. And to the end of the year, you can use that money, put that money away every single month, perhaps, you know, get ahead on the expenses that you are seeing mm. that's coming up as well. Well, that actually takes me to the next point, Leon, is evaluating your savings. Now, I know that when you're in mm. a dire situation, you cannot even think about saving money because you're just trying to survive, right? But when yeah. we're saying saving on your premiums and not just taking that money and using it as takeaway money or something like that, but making sure that if you used to pay 180 bucks a month for insurance and it's now cut to 150, putting that extra 30 bucks away somewhere for you to sort of have a yeah. little bit of a buffer for when life gets the morning and for all of these unplanned or unexpected expenses that come up. Yeah, 100%. And on the other side of savings as well, if you are in this pinch and you have savings, this is exactly one of the reasons why people have a rainy day fund and things like that. If you have to dig into it, dig into it. If you have to stop contributing to it, stop contributing to it. Again, this is short term, very uncomfortable, not ideal circumstances, and you have to survive. Mm -hmm. So if you've got a rainy day fund that you've built up, the whole point you built that rainy day fund is for now, this moment yep. right here where you are out of cash and you are not making ends meet. So don't feel like a failure when you have to start diving into your savings majority of people that are good at savings like Martin, not me, have a rainy day fund. So don't think I have to continue contributing to that. Hold that and even use it right now to get you out of this problem. Yeah, even if you have, uh, let's say, $1,000 in your in your <laughs> rainy day fund and your rent costs you three grand. At the mm. end of the day, what needs to happen is you need to now only make plan for two grand. But you've got the you've got the one mm. grand aside, and that's what the beauty is in this rainy day fund. Is all of a sudden it might not help you out of the pinch entirely, but now you can look around the house, see what there is for you to go and sell, or how can you make an extra income? And that actually brings me to a very important point, Leon. Is there are so many ways for us to bring in additional income. There's ways for us to not only sell our things, things that are unnecessary, things that we see as non-essential that we haven't used in a long time that yeah. other people might want, but there are soft skills and hard skills that we all contain, right? And we can use those, one. right? So we can mm -hmm. actually do 
I've, I've looked at perhaps doing some online courses because I'm sitting with a, no, a lot of knowledge on a lot of different topics. Maybe there's one topic that you are an expert, an absolute expert in that you've been working in the industry for years and you've got so yeah. much knowledge to share. The online education industry is booming at the moment with everyone wanting to work yeah. from home, everyone wanting to learn things and everything and expand on their knowledge and skill set, right? Absolutely think about doing things like an online course, putting that together. If you are an expert in fixing cars, you know, maybe fixing cars for friends for an extra mm -hmm. income. I used to fix computers, man. Like I used to tell everyone yeah. that I can fix computers, bring your PC to me. I can do it for 500 bucks. I'll have it back to you by like, you know, Tuesday or something like that. And you can use those soft skills and hard skills for you to actually earn an extra mm. income just to help you make ends Yeah, it's meet. an excellent one. I think a lot of us sit with extra skills that we don't use on a daily basis. We don't use them for work necessarily. And those skills more than likely can be monetized in some way, Absolutely. shape or form. If you are creative, start a, a birthday card company and develop birthday cards. If you can bake, start making some um, pies and sell them in your, you know, in the street. If you can make nice food, go and set up a little stand outside the supermarket and start selling hot dogs or something. Mm -hmm. If it comes to that, find a way to use some of your extra unused skills and turn that into cash. So there's always going to be a way for you to generate a little bit extra money. And again, we're not talking here about replacing your day job or looking long term into making this your career. This is to make that extra bit of cash that you are now lacking at the end of the month. So it might not even need a lot of effort. It could be something that you completely do just a little bit part time just to fill that gap, just to get through the month. And if all this fails, and I think it's very, very unlikely that you will still be completely screwed at this point. Mm. But if all else fails, you could go and seek professional help. So you can go and speak to financial planners or debt counseling companies, etc., and find out what they have to offer. That goes above my head and the realm of my expertise, whatever they will offer you as extra help. I know some of those guys can get rid of your debt completely, but you might sit with a, a blacklisted rating against your um, name. So consider those consequences and things like that. Um, but if it has to come to that and you don't want to lose your assets and completely lose, let's say, traction on life, that could be a remaining option as a last resort. I think there's so, so many more tips and tools and things that we've gone through, Leon. We, we had a little bit of a crazy oh, We had upbringing. to narrow it down. So, <laughs> so just sharing, just scraping the surface. And I think this is super important, Leon, is how can we put together a survival kit just for these times? So we've hmm. covered so much in this kit, episode. Man. It's a field kit. <laughs> but I think the most crucial part, as with all of our episodes, is getting to how do we apply this to our lives now we've covered mm -hmm. quite a bit of that but i think this is where we absolutely need to switch over to the crucial part which is the real life tips for <laughs> today uh, well done well done I, I, you're even red in your face dude that was that was a lot of hard yeah, work dude. Well done. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm i'm gonna try and start doing that for an extra income <laughs> we've unpacked so much here today leon i think just providing yeah, a practical survival kit as to how to navigate the current financial climate there's so much that we've covered everything from 
making sure you assess your current situation through to identifying what is essential, what is not essential, analyzing and assessing what is the debt that you're currently sitting in. Is it a good idea to consolidate it? It might be. It depends on your situation. Looking at alternatives to generate additional income by selling old goods, by identifying things that are non-essential in your life and actually getting rid of them Mm. because as little as it seems, cell phones laying in a drawer for the last five years, people want those things. People are willing to offer you put a price on those things right so there's always someone that wants those things analyzing that negotiating insurances right because Mm -hmm. as funny as it is is we don't realize that what we've been paying for the last five years yeah inflation plays a key role but these guys are constantly pushing up their prices and there's always someone willing to offer you a better price evaluating your saving situation making sure that you have a rainy Mm -hmm. day fund why that's necessary and how that can actually help you out of a pinch all the way through to actually saving and trimming on other expenses things like how are you using your water and electricity can we trim back on that what how can we Mm. limit our overspending from all of that information i feel that there are a couple of key things that we need to take into consideration and where we can start today because that's what we want to do we want to start today not tomorrow not the day after we want to start applying these concepts to our lives because we are in a pinch right now leon from that what can we start doing and what is your one tip or two tips of where do we start with this? How can I start applying this to my life? Yeah, dude. So I think the whole episode has kind of been tip riddled <laughs> by <laughs> it now. It really has, yeah. Um, so I honestly have like a more of a closing, let's say, concept to this. And, and you can take it as a tip. When it comes to smaller things and small savings that you generate here and there by cutting back on small things, I was always the person that says, oh, yeah, but okay, going down from a... 50 to a 20 meg is only going to save me 100 rand. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not a lot. The concept that you need to get in your head here is that when you do this across your budget and on all your expenses, you have a huge cumulative effect, right? These things yeah. accumulate and results in you making or breaking. Yeah. And that's the point, right? Don't look at the single thing that you need to cut back. Look at the big picture and all the things that you can trim back because we all have numerous stuff that we are spending money on. If you start adding that up, so moving from a branded coffee to a cheaper coffee, moving from a, um, I don't know, a hair product down to not doing your hair, you know, not having your hair dyed by the salon for a month or two. When you add these things together, yeah. that's when you start seeing the big difference, right? And that is the concept that people need to get when it comes to saving. Save a little everywhere and it will be a lot across everything. Mm-hmm. That's my one tip. And lastly, something that I found is extremely important that we, as especially men, and I don't mean this derogatory, but maybe women feel the same. But in most cases, men see themselves as the provider of the family and things oh, yeah. like that. So they, they have that, not burden, but they feel like they've got that responsibility. Mm-hmm. When these things come across your life or your financial life, your professional life, be extremely open and honest and communicate with your spouse and set the expectation of what's going to happen. Yeah, Tell them that we can no longer have these fashionable jeans <laughs> bought for the next six months mm-hmm. or give you my account and go spend as much as you want. We can no longer have friends over every weekend. We can no longer do this, no longer do that. And it will get better. Better days are coming. This is a this is a short-term thing that we need to implement wife or husband. 
and for yourself as well, it's important to to hold on to that. Yeah. It's not a permanent, this is not a permanent strategy. You can't uphold this for a long time. This is while you figure stuff out, maybe get a better job in the meantime or something like that that's going to be a long-term strategy. Mm-hmm. This is now in the next six or four to six months, how do we stay afloat? Yes. And after that, you can then reassess and figure out how can you fix this long term. And that's pretty much my tip, man. So just communicate and remember that everything helps. So every little bit that you can save is going to make a big impact if you combine it. That is really, really cool because I think a big part of this is let go of your ego, right? Because we have this massive thing. Your pride, exactly. Think Mm. about that because, and, and communication is key. I feel that, and I've been in the this same... This happens to everyone. It is, right? <laughs> and when I say let go of your ego and let go of your pride, is communicating with that partner. And you touched on a very, very important point there as well, is having these discussions, right? Swallowing your pride and saying, look, babe, this is what our current situation is. I'm in a pinch. I know that we're all in a pinch, but maybe we can, because we're a team, right? Effectively, we want the mm. same thing. We're all building this be. future together, right? Saying that when we go out, not feeling bad about saying, oh, okay, you know what? We can go out, but maybe can you cover half of this one and I'll cover the other half or you get this one, let's I'll get the next one. at McDonald's. Exactly, right? So <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's do that, but let's work on this problem together as a team. Let's work through this yeah. pinch as a team. Absolutely that, love that, that. That also, I forgot to mention, but that also gives you a supporting leg then Absolutely. to understand, to help you get through this yeah. so that you don't have to fight this alone, but have that empathy and sympathy from your partner to help provide you with strength exactly. and dext- dexterity to get exactly. through the situation. Exactly. And on the point of pride and letting go of your pride is reassessing. And I think that's going to be my tip for today is really reassessing your mm-hmm. current situation and what you're sitting in and not being fixated on what other people think of you is a massive, oh, massive, yes. plays a key that's role important. on this, right? I've been in a pinch yes. in the past and let me lead this into my tip, right? Is I've been in a pinch in the past where I literally could just, just barely survive. And I had the opportunity to sit down and analyze my situation. Sure. I didn't have kids. I didn't have a wife or major expenses, but the expenses were piling up and I was barely scraping by and I'm pretty sure all of you have heard the saying of hardcore focus for six months can put you five or six Mm. years ahead and I had to do that Mm. so what I did is I made a snap decision of saying you know what I'm going to pull myself out of this house out of this flat two bedroom two bath I'm going to put myself up in a extremely cheap bachelor pad and that's not going to be comfortable i'm going to have to store a lot of my furniture and everything at a storage unit it's going to all that it's going to suck a little bit it's going right to suck now. for six months and that's what i did i signed a six-month lease mm. i put myself into that situation it was uncomfortable for the first three months i ended up staying there for two years <laughs> why because it's just making that decision. You think and you it build it up you to yourself. Well. Yeah, that people will care and people will care that you're taking a dip or that you're going through a tough situation. People don't care, man. Like, honestly, I was, mm. I ended up, the, the very first uncomfortable feeling of moving there and not having all of my stuff was uncomfortable for three months or four months. But you get used to it. And then you start getting ahead with your finances. And it put me ahead so much i cannot explain this swallow your pride assess your situation maybe you've got kids maybe you've got a wife maybe you've got all of these things that you that you're not willing to let go of because those are the non-negotiables in your life it's fine let's see how we can trim that down just for temp just temporarily 
because that's going to put you ahead as well. That's the only tip that I will leave here today is swallow Freaking your pride. Awesome. That's a very good Leon, one. it's been a loaded, loaded episode. I see that we ran out of time, man. But you know We're what? I feel the guys <laughs> will have to listen to this twice. I think this is gold. And I'm going to probably have to listen to this in the future. Well, in the near future with, with the oil prices. With and everything, everything going on. Ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. The full survival kit that you need in order to survive the current financial climate. There's so much more to unpack here. Mm. But we really hope that we've shared some insights as to where to get started at least if that's anything things to keep mm. in mind some ideas that you might have not thought about in the past that you can start implementing in your life it's been an absolute pleasure if you enjoyed this episode please go ahead and share it with your friends with your family with someone who's actually going through a financial pinch at this moment and you feel that this will provide some value with that being said we look forward to seeing you guys in the very next episode next week until then this is me signing off mono we were joined by leon as usual stay safe out there we'll see you on the next episode cheers What's up, guys and girls? If you've derived some great value from our show thus far, please take a second to rate and review us on the platform that you're tuned in on. This will really help us to grow the show and reach more and more people to spread the positivity and change more and more lives. So it will literally just take you a second to rate and review us, and who knows, perhaps you could directly be responsible for changing someone's life today. We look forward to seeing you guys in the next one. Until then, cheers.